to the twilight zone. Be far. It's not very it's only far. 300, at all. 300 feet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have called it 300 feet over the rim. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. is the territory of New Mexico. The people are a tiny handful of men and women with a dream. Eleven months ago, they started out from Ohio and headed west. Someone told them about a place called California, about a warm sun and a blue sky, about rich land and fresh air. And at this moment, almost a year later, they've seen nothing but cold, heat, exhaustion, hunger, and sickness. This man's name is Christian Horn. He has a dying eight-year-old son and a heartsick wife. And he's the only one remaining who has even a fragment of the dream left. Mr. Chris Horn, who's going over the top of a rim to look for water and sustenance. And in a moment, we'll move into the twilight zone. How many goddamn episodes have that stupid fucking harmonica song? In season two, a lot. It's like, stupid, oh God, every, every single one of them. If there's any amount of sand in it, it has to have that. Anyway, welcome to LAW The Twilight Zone Review, episode 59, uh, 2.23, 100 yards over the rim. I've lost my enthusiasm <laughs> mid-sentence there. I'm Phoenix <laughs> West. I'm Frank Links. Hello, Frank. It's the second episode of our back-to-back recording, Seshes, as the kids are calling them. Uh, this one's a, a better episode. Are they? Yeah, they are. All right on. You don't hang out with like those kids it. watching through their windows at night. You know, you gotta do that more. Anyway, there's laws. Fucking laws. This episode is about a guy goes over a hill, and then he time travels, and then he goes back over the hill, and time travels again. The end. And thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Check us out. All right, outro. Is there anything you want to add? A lot, man. Okay. I mean, <laughs> this guy shoots himself. <laughs> yeah. And he does it. They don't, they don't even focus on it either. It's just like a something that happens when he dives. Yeah. I, it's just, uh, it's just, it's such a, a minor yeah. s- subplot in this story. It's like, wasn't he shot? <laughs> he, yeah. So let's, I guess let's backtrack a little bit here. Go through this. Uh, there's a bunch of, a couple wagons, uh, some old, some people there. We got, uh, John Aston. uh, he's in, he's one of the, the party leaders, one of the dads, I guess. And he's debating on going back where he came from. Uh, and then, uh, he's like, yeah, get, you go on, get, that's fine. I'm, go- I'm going to push forward and I'm going to look for water. I don't know why he has a Southern accent now. Uh, he's, he, our main character, also a guy named Chris. So it's two episodes in a row. We got a guy named Chris, uh, the, his wife calls him Chris, and for some reason Rod calls him Christian. I don't, um, I don't well, know. isn't it? Well, one is Chris, and the other guy's Christian because the the little boy's a junior. Even though he's in a different episode. Uh, 
what's going on. The dad from the last episode of the long distance call was named Chris. And then so is this oh. guy. His name is Chris. Uh, got a lot of Chris's going right. on. Yeah. It's the first thing I noticed because where immediately the wife's like, come on, Chris. And I was like, okay, we got another Chris. Uh, it's too many Chris's. Uh, OD and on Chris's. Anyway. And what's weird is they're different writers. Oh, my God. His name's not like Chris Finkelfark or whatever, so we know Rod didn't write it. <laughs> With the last oh, one? he did. <laughs> no, I was kidding. He wrote this one, I yeah. Know, so it's not the last one. The, okay, so I was noticing... I need to sit up for more uh, more enthusiasm here. I'm starting to like get woozy. I like this episode, actually. I like this episode, too. I just want to... I feel like I'm getting tired back there. This... uh, I, I was having a thought there when... Because the kid, the, the, I'm sorry, our main character's name is Christian. His wife is in the, the back of the wagon with her son. He's clearly dying, a la Chris in the last episode, or uh, the little kid in the last episode, Billy. Maybe he's suicidal. I don't know. Maybe he got into the, the <laughs> Drano in the back of the <laughs> back of the wagon. I don't know. but The similarities keep on piling up. Yeah, I'm just going to keep drawing, <laughs> keep sewing these two together until they're one episode. The yeah. uh, point is... I was sitting there, and I was like, God damn. It's not an original thought, obviously, but I was like, fuck existing any time before modern medicine. Fuck that. And even living now in in an area where you can't get modern medicine, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm just like, why? If life is that big of a struggle, we don't deserve to live. (laughs) Like, I, I firmly believe that. It's like, I've been to Ohio a lot. Why the fuck would you want to... Move. I don't. I don't know. They're like. They're well, so, you have. They want to be so. prosperous. I, I. I might do that if I were in Ohio. Fuck Ohio. Uh, one flat bitch. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and there's no gold there. Not like ca- California. Yeah, but you can make a really decent living doing something in Ohio. The logging industry is going and booming at this time. There's plenty of rivers in Ohio. You can you can make your goddamn living and feed your family. Instead, motherfucker almost gets him killed, and due to time traveling, is the only way he can prevent his child's death and and then his wife's death and probably his and all their deaths. The selfish fuck, <laughs> because he couldn't stand to live in Ohio. <laughs> this guy sucks. This guy's a douche. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I mean, and dude, every single like danger that the you pioneers of you know this fine country, uh, you know, when they used to go out west happened to the these people. They battled yeah. en- engines, weather, <laughs> bears. Not I only mean, the, not only did they battle engines, they uh <laughs> can't say that without laughing. They they also burned down their third carriage. <laughs> so there was some sort of a like like actual like I want to see that episode. Uh, like what Jesus happens Christ. to where the carriage catches on fire in the middle of nowhere? I'm sure they got shot with a flaming arrow. <laughs> a lightning strike. Someone shot an arrow straight into the air. Oh, that's a name of an episode. It is. Uh, I got it. With the real Martian police. Oh, that one's not going to work. Shit. Shit. Take another one. Hey, I, I, I should have went with the silence instead. <laughs> and uh-huh. not, not talked. <laughs> I'm an obsolete man. Yeah. Andy's right back. All right. Yep. 
this one definitely threw some static at me. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, another one. That that didn't make any sense. That's all right. Anyway, but uh, it's it, all mine. But thank God you're here in the yeah. nick of time. Oh, I did one while you were doing that one. Okay, so a uh, guy goes over. He's going to look for water. He, he's going to go, I'm just going to go over the rim there. How, mu- how far are you going to go? Oh, I don't know. 100 yards? I'm like, okay. you don't, He's really committed. He, you don't have to say. He seems like he's disinterested when he's saying all this. He uh, Didn't they even have binoculars by then? I, I can't imagine that they, they had any money. They have nothing they, on them. Yeah, but a pair of binoculars. I mean. I don't think these people thought that far ahead. I mean, look at them. They have nothing. They're fucking idiots. They... They're almost out of water. Yeah, almost out of water. I... Oh, my God. This fucking family deserves to die. Anyway, so he goes over the, <laughs> he goes over the rim. I seriously feel that way. Fuck him. He goes over the rim. It's in the middle of the desert. Like he says, what did he say? It was a... Did he say Oklahoma or did he say New Mexico? It's in New Mexico, right? New Mexico, yes. Okay. So he he fucking goes over the rim. He time travels because he sees all these power lines. And and I was like, you can time travel, but you can't like be somewhere else. I don't know. It's hoping to not be in the goddamn desert. It's like ah, I time travel. Oh shit, I'm still in the desert. Like he's still still in just as much danger. He just they just happen to get lucky that there's a diner right there. If there weren't, he would just die in the future. <laughs> like I want to see that what? that episode. And and I love how he sees the road. He's more impressed by the fucking asphalt yeah. than the gigantic power lines above his head. Well, those he doesn't know what the hell they are. So he's like, I don't know. This is this is tangible. I can touch these. <laughs> I can touch the road. And then he almost gets hit by a truck. And then he which j- is the same truck they use in uh, the Rip Van Winkle caper, by the way. Ooh, I think they shot these two back to back, like at the they- same time. They must have, right? Yeah, the sheriff is the stunt double for the guy who uh, uh, Mr. DeCruz uh, runs over after they wake up. Yeah. that's a, I, I was watching this one. I'm like, it feels like the exact same area. You can tell they went out and shot. Because they shot, these are back-to-back episodes. This is the next one. Uh, this one and then Rip and Wrinkle. So, yeah, it makes sense. It's a, <clears throat> it makes sense that they did that. Anyway, save some money. Yeah, absolutely. That way you season, get those... season two was the penny pincher. Yeah, <laughs> all the video you got. Well, they blew their water on that fucking it's claymation dinosaur and Odyssey flight flight thirty three. So Thank they, God, know. because if it wasn't for that, that that episode would have sucked. Yeah, there would have been nothing. Just look down there. Oh my God! Right? <laughs> like, just is that a T Rex? Yeah, it's yep. like watching okay. some, watching a crew in a cockpit reading a book on tape. It's like. Or a book at that point, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> reading, me answer that? reading a book on tape. That's all I got to say. That's, I'm going to leave it at that. Right on. Anyway, uh, so he, he dives. I even went back and rewound this scene twice because I was like, did he shoot himself? Like, I saw like a puff of, cl- like a puff of smoke go off by his arm. I'm like, did he shoot himself? And I was like, oh, maybe not. Because he, he gets up and he starts walking with his gun down the road. And then, did you notice he kind of, he he runs and walks like Keith Richards has diarrhea? I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind. He's just got that, like, weird, 
like out of his goddamn mind on heroin, and he looks like he's got to shit himself, so his legs are all pinched together. It was a bizarre, bizarre walk. So weird. You know what came to my mind when he's in the diner and the guy says he, he was shot? You think this is a shot? This is a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, Steven Seagal, oh, Dark yeah. Territory. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is a shot? This isn't a shot. This I was like, what is he doing? Shot. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. That was a good impression. Thank you. Well, I had to whisper it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was like. The whispering sounds for me. Oh, I should have figured that one out. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was, yeah, I was, I was hoping you did the first time. I go 100 yards over there and get some water. I'm just going to go 100 yards. That's it. How far are you going to go? Because I'm fat as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you better be some goddamn sushi oh, over there. Oh, I drank all the water. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, <laughs> fucking Steven Seagal. Uh, I know. Fucking whispering lunatic. He, he he whispers everything, but everything he wears is super goddamn loud. Make up your mind. Do you want the dragon kimono or do you want to whisper? Do you want to be seen or do you want not people to not pay attention to you? If so, get off the goddamn screen. Hey, and when he's a sheriff and his real life, he wears every single possible thing a sheriff could have. <laughs> he's got all the, like, the, he looks like a nerd with his pocket, or what those called, pocket protectors. He's just got all his little things in his belt, every single little thing full. Yeah. I can't imagine him pulling me over and then being like, oh, you step out of the car. Like, I am absolutely not stepping out of the car, Steven Seagal. I'm, in fact, I'm going to leave. You're not gonna do that. What are you gonna do, Steven Seagal? <laughs> like he, he rips you out of he rips you out of the car without even he, opening the door. <laughs> he would not exude that much energy to do anything, any police work. No, uh, I want to take off a backup with some younger guys. I mean, I could obviously take you here, but he's like, like the morale officer when whenever someone gets arrested. You know, son, you should really just get off the drugs because you're supposed to wrong road. Oh, I did like ten. Take your energy down. I know it was way too. <laughs> way I was too way fast. too energetic. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an actor though. He yeah. is. Oh, true. Yeah, you're not as good as he is. He he's a trained actor. He's a oh, thespian, yeah. I would say. He, he he. I think he might have been knighted. I can't remember. I have to look into it. He's not English. So. You you got to be. He's Steven Seagal. I don't know why you're arguing this. You're right. I'm sorry. Jesus. He is. He is knighted. Plus, he's a samurai or something, isn't he? He's a he's a Japanese Native American white guy from Michigan. Fucking guy grew up like twenty <laughs> minutes away from me. I can't figure out what the hell he is. He's just like this. Who's been knighted by the Queen of England? He, yeah. <laughs> he's just this like identity question mark on legs, and I don't know. Well, I don't know what he thinks he is. He he's not whatever he thinks he is. I'll say that. <laughs> like no, <laughs> whatever he thinks he is, he's wrong. So if he thinks he's wrong, he's still he's right, I guess. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Math he's works Steven Seagal. That's all you need to know. <sighs> Steven Seagal. I'm gonna whisper <laughs> on everything. I, I saw I, I reviewed one of the movies uh, called Code of Honor on LAW Movie Review. He's in like three shots and he doesn't move. 
He has a sniper rifle. He does a couple shots of that. And he's the lead build guy. He's the number he's, one guy. He's barely in it. Oh. <laughs> I fucking hate Steven Seagal. I, I see, he's probably fine to talk to in person. I get that. I don't hate him as a person. But stop making movies. You're not even in them. He doesn't move. Well, remember Executive Decision? He was in there for like the first five minutes. Yeah, and that was and a joke. Dies. That was fun. That was the whole joke. He he goddamn dies. You know, I remember watching it as a kid for the first time. I was like, whoa! <laughs> like, blew my mind. Because my dad was hardcore in the Steven Seagal, so he was big in our household and big in real life. So I guess he only watches the first couple minutes of that movie and says, fuck this movie, and turns it off. That was a good short film. <laughs> I don't know even what the decision was. Oh my god! Why was it a stealth? Like I don't know. Like why? Air Force One doesn't have radar like, like that hardcore. Yeah, I don't know. it's a commercial jet. It's not well, a, it could have it, the you know the. I guess it would have all the the latest, you know, electronic equipment. I guess if you fired a missile at it, it would yeah exactly something. But if you're just flying behind it, I mean. I don't know. I don't put anything past that that amazing movie. You know, I haven't seen that movie in probably twenty years. It was a good movie. Harrison Ford was great. I, I liked it. Oh, we're talking about Air Force One now. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were still in executive decision. Oh shit! I get those two mixed <laughs> up. Um, executive decision was where um, uh, Kurt uh, Russell, John yeah, Leguizamo, and uh, Steven Seagal for five minutes. Yep, yep. And there's a black and, guy in there, too. I forget who it is. And the fake bomb that they spent so much time trying to disarm. <laughs> Those two movies, I, I only watch... I watch Executive Decision way more than Air Force One. Air Force One, I think I watched like twice. And I was like, that's eh, enough Air Force One. Yeah, and for some reason, both movies just collide in my head as one. They, the mid-air I, collision? I can't separate them. You can't sort through the wreckage? No, there's a lot of wreckage up there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, over the rim. Yeah. Um, how much? So, how far over that rim? Yeah. So he talks about a monster. Um, I've never heard of a monster that's made out of metal with wheels and just flies by you. He got in the way of it, not it in the way of him. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So, yeah, he, he goes in, he's in the diner, he's talking to them about the monster, and it's just the rest of the episode is them going like, honey, what? I don't know, what? To back and forth, you know, this, this husband and wife being taken aback by everything this guy says. And that's really the rest of the episode. And then, like, the fucking calendar was on the wall the whole time. Yeah, and they keep zooming in on it. <laughs> like, it's like, how long is it going to take for this idiot to look see it? I like that he's more amazed. He's like, whoa, who are they? And then it, the camera even gives up on that shot. <laughs> he's halfway <laughs> through saying, who are they? And the camera's like, nope, 61. And he's like, wait, it can't be. 1961? <laughs> Which is how you know he's from the 1800s, because he says the 100 part. It, it can't be. It's 1847. It, it, can't, it can't be. It, it just can't be. You gotta and believe I, me! Like that Twilight Zone thing. It's my favorite <laughs> Twilight Zone thing of all time. It's my favorite trope. 
<laughs> you gotta believe me. You don't get it. You just gotta understand. It's not a man. It's a it's a truck. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yo, uh, at the end of it, I got it right here. It's pretty quick. Penicillin. It'll keep away any infection. Where did you get it? The drugstore. Okay, it's not that quick, but yeah. <laughs> you say this is good for a sickness? Well, sometimes, depending on what it is. I've got a real sick boy back in the wagon. You mean you brought your family with you? There were three wagons. And I... I looked around, and I... What is that? What is that? It looks just like... God in heaven, how could that be? That says September 1961. When it's 1847. <laughs> the Mar end. Mary the Lou can't handle that shit. Yes. Huh? Mary Lou can't handle that shit. She just drops her freaking cup. Yeah. Like... He just said a different date. I mean, she should be like, "You're wrong." No, it's, it's not. We it's we need to get this guy taken care of. Uh, yeah, this dude's a loon, and it's sixty-one, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. It's a one hundred percent nine to eighteen forty-seven, sir. I'm sorry. They invite the doctor over to take a look at him. Uh, I guess I don't know how they got him into the, to the bed. Did he pass out, or did they just like drug him? I don't know, but somehow he knew to pick up a book. The exact volume of the Encyclopedia Britannica, yeah. which is only four bookcases out of a room. I'm sure back in the 60s, it was only two bookshelves. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. They, um, they do have giant letters on the outside of them. But uh, uh, my, before, you, before that happens, before he comes out with the book, the doctor comes out and he says a line that made me really curious. So he goes... Mary Lou's like, what do you think, Doc? He, and then the, the doctor goes, he's not a bad specimen of, specimen of a man. I'll admit that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was not very I professional. That. I, I recorded that because it was so goddamn odd with the way he said that. Yeah, it's uh, not good bedside manner. He's, a, he's, he's, not, he's not a bad specimen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you waiting for me to play yeah, it? Because, yeah. Because, uh, uh, well, I mean, you did it better, I, I think. Okay, okay. We're, we're good then. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Uh, he comes out with the encyclopedia. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. He, but he, it was funny the way he said it. Yeah. I mean, he, he's malnourished, but he's a specimen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's so, it's like, he, what were you doing to that guy in there, doctor? I would definitely have some follow-up questions if I were this couple. I mean, prostate, perfect. Yeah, like, you're also my wife's gynecologist. What are you doing to her? <laughs> like, I don't trust you at all. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is he goes to leave, and he's like, well, I'll be on my way. <laughs> it's like, doo -doo -doo, going to leave, and they're like, wait, you can't go. we got to lock you up. <laughs> like, we got to take away your freedom. 
And then uh, how quickly this thing turns into what looks like a robbery, because he immediately fucking hits uh, Joe in the stomach with the, with the gun and flees through the door and, and literally fucking starts jogging down the side of the desert road. Dude, <laughs> like, he was out. Yeah. <laughs> he was running for first, dude. Yeah. He bunted for first. That's how. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he booked it down this road. Not even scared about the big metal monsters coming his way at all. Nope. The, nope. I had a note. What was I going to say? Oh, I, I forgot to mention this. When he first arrives at the diner and he's like, the Indians. He's like, the who? The Indians. What do, you know about the Indians? Like, yeah, the, we don't really have any around here. Well, the bad ones. I'm like, how do you explain to a guy, people he's encountered recently in his life, that they've just been like genocided away? <laughs> like, they're just, oh, the Indians? No, no. Don't even think about oh. them anymore. They're not people anymore. How do you explain to a guy that when he's in the midst of it right now, like in his life? It's so yeah. fucked up. It's like, I know the Indians did a real number to your whole caravan. Yeah. When you started out with 40 and you're down to three. But don't worry. We took care of those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, and that really ties into the ending if you say we, we took care of them. Because later on he goes, he's like, we'll be fine. We end up making it out here like just fine. Which, which, if you go back to the Indian thing, this Joe guy could have really killed all the Indians because when he goes back in time, back over the hundred yards of the rim, he could be like, you know what? Fuck those Indians. They all die. So I'm going to go ahead and start killing them because they don't matter. And he starts it. Like, what if he was the one that did? He was a plague that swept across the nation. Uh, he was the one that gave him the... Uh, the AIDS quilts. Whatever his son has... Just rubbed a blanket all over him. Said, "Here you go, guys." Yeah. Smallpox blanket <laughs> for those cold nights. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And I like that she goes. I'm still stuck in the diner here. She goes, "Here, take two of these," and it gives him a big old heaping handful. <laughs> like, how many did she have in her fucking hand when she gave them to him? Oh, at least like ten. It was. She's like, "Here, take two of these." I'm like, "Then put two in your goddamn hand." This is the worst. Advil commercial ever, <laughs> like yeah, and she calls it penicillin. It's yeah. like, it's fucking it, uh, antibiotics. Yeah, here's a penicillin. Like, Her weird accent. It's like she she says like the actual, you know, yeah. here's your, uh, you know, tramazandin is a doll. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Drug names are funny. Yeah, they they're long and they, I can never read them. No. Uh, so where were we here? He runs off. He goes across the... He go, starts to run into the, into the desert. The cops pull over, and they take their road off. They take their vehicle off-road. Not their not their no, the road monster. off vehicle. Uh, what? They take their monster off-road. Yeah. <laughs> they take their, their smaller metal monster. Yeah. Uh, equally as terrifying to him. He, he fucking still books it. He keeps falling uh, onto his bad hand. He should really fall on the other one. She, he winds up shooting himself six more times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck this! You gotta believe me, it hurts! <laughs> uh, this guy's our trainer. You gotta believe me, take two! <laughs> I think he'll save his life, you gotta believe me! He gets over there and he just took them all. <laughs> Popping like pain pills, even though they're not. Uh, so he gets up across the ridge, and then they chase him. He drops his gun when he falls, uh, and then he gets over the ridge, and they're chasing him. They, he he just vanishes, and then, but uh, in his perspective, he sees you know his family in the wagons and shit. He goes over to his douchebag family, saves his stupid kid's life with the penicillin, 
And then he gives his ugly wife. So his uh, doing the math here, a uh, fucking Uncle Ben here. Uh, what's his character's name? Christian Horn. Uh, Horn. <laughs> yeah. uh, like he plays. Horn. He does play Uncle Ben in the Peter Parker. You know Peter Parker's. Grandma. Does he really yeah, in the Spider-Man movies? He close Clifford Robertson. He uh, so he. What was I gonna say? He, oh, so so May. The reason I brought up her giving the two pills there. In her hand is like here, take two pills. Is because he gets over there and he goes here, eighty pound child. No, fuck that, fifty pound child. Take two of these. Very <laughs> like, uh, tablets. Nobody said tablets to him. Yeah, but yeah. he knows that they're. Yeah, that's not a eighteen. And by the way, um, didn't he say it was eighteen hundred and forty? Forty-seven. Right. And what's San Francisco's football team's name? 49ers. So uh, Rod's off with the whole finding Golden California sweeping across the nation and then shit in 47. No, it was 49. That was when the gold rush was, though. He might be an early entrepreneur. No, in the opening intro, Rod literally states... You know, people start hearing about you can go west and find gold and stuff. Did they say he was going to San Francisco? Well, he said California, gold, didn't make a new life for your family. That got really tricky. Maybe he didn't. Are we, are we back? On. That was freaky. You started doing the slowdown thing. What do you mean? It was like... He went there with this family. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It was like Torgo from Hands of Fate. That was strange. Um, as long as it was, it, it was. I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Like, wait a minute. He he's off by like two years. But then again, I guess he really didn't say Gold Rush. They weren't. I don't know. I still don't know why they left Ohio. I love Ohio. Okay. This says on on uh, Wikipedia. Gold Rush began in 1848. The team's is named 49ers. And then uh, if you see, look at the uh, participants, it's 300,000 pr- prospectors. Outcome of that, California becomes a U.S. state, and then California genocide. That's what it says right below it. Like, there's also some genocide. Big fucking deal, right? It's an afterthought. California genocide of who? The Indians? I assume so. I don't know what's the genocide over there. Uh, that's true. It's not like we killed ourselves or anything. No, what people well, no. no, we already did that, and then uh, ended, I guess, what, four years earlier. So, uh, that's true. <laughs> the uh, So, where where are we? He's back to his camp. He saves his goddamn family's life. Who cares? Fuck these people. Well, <sighs> you know, his, his son grew up to be uh, a famous doctor, apparently. Apparently. You know what I, I would have loved as, as an ending? Is if... <laughs> This would just be funny because it wouldn't make any sense, but that's what makes it funny. Is <laughs> if he runs over the over the ridge again, or over the rim, excuse me, a hundred yards to be exactly. Let's let's say give or take a hundred yards. Um, he gets over there, over the rim, going back to time travel, back to his family, and he sees the wagons and he runs up to them and he just finds like the undisturbed, unmolested bones of his family, like they were just in there in time and they never got moved. <laughs> He's still in 18, 1961. I would have loved that. That would have been fucking amazing. 
And, and nobody ever found them. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's what makes it uh, unrealistic. Is because it's like off the side of the road a little bit. <laughs> like, I, I mean, they found his gun that was a hundred years old all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that so some of it kind of happens, but like if the wagon were there, oh my god, that would have been so amazing to me. That would have been perfect ending. Just a so, and so then he just takes all the pills and just ODs off of penicillin. Yeah. Well, he was going to OD his child. He's going to. If a grown man could take two tablets, don't give a fifty-pound child two tablets. It's going to kill him. Like for sure, no matter what it is. It's only penicillin. I mean, we're so far past that. Yeah. Because we're all immune to it by now. <laughs> because nobody ever finishes their prescription. Just saying. Nope. Never do. So, are we are we done here? Uh, um, oh, I had yeah, another quote here. I think so. I mean, is there anything else? You, this this episode is is very simple. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this episode though. It's a good one. Yeah, I just I, I like the whole plot and and you know I like the whole just because it it's got like a an inspirational ending. You know, I mean, yeah. I I, I don't know why the Twilight Zone chose to do this for this man uh i guess you know because normally it's to teach you know yeah. they, they do it to teach him a lesson of what he's doing but what was he doing they're they're saying he deserves redemption because he has a family but that's the reason i'm saying he needs punishment because he dragged his fucking family along for this trip to die this guy well, deserves so it. did the million other people hmm they all deserve to die. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's true. Okay, so fair enough. It literally um, <laughs> would have been safer for them to take a boat the other way around the world. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Would have been safer. <laughs> and that's fucked up. That's how, that's how treacherous this journey is. It real, real, yeah. And then if you go, and if you don't take the right road, you just fall right into the canyon, Grand Canyon. Yep, yep. <laughs> It's a grand for a reason. And I have one more thing here, one more note. Okay. Uh, they're all like, where'd you get that? What's over there? And John Aston uh, is like, what's, what's going on? What's on the other side of that rim? And then uh, Cliff Robertson goes, there's a whole lot on the other side of that rim. As if he learned a lesson about talking shit about rims. It was like, it was such a strange line read. He's like, I've learned a thing or two about rims. Let me tell you, uh, it's, uh, rims are not to be messed with, not to be trifled with. They're to be to be respected at all times. Rims will save your life. They'll provide you medicine and time travel, and uh, big mechanical monsters on, on on pavement. Also that, but you know what? They will save your life. I, I've, I've learned a thing or two about talking shit about rims. I will never do so again. Nary a day in my life. Uh, I'm a rim enthusiast now. Yeah, so what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh. Oh, they kept thinking his rim job. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> hoping I could work it there. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I was, I, I kind of thought you were trying to go for it, and there's really nowhere you can really put it in. Cause kept, it kept extending it. You know, it's hard to put in a rim job. It is. Just just saying it's you just fun, gotta, You just got to try. You just got to try it and uh, see if it works, and this time it didn't. That's all. But goddamn, does it just feel awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I wouldn't know. It licks the competition. It really does. Yeah. It looks fun. So. Um, you want to play that clip or do you have the ending? Outro uh, by Rod, right? Rod Serling. Yep. Yeah, that Rod. 
Okay. Hey, Lou. This is Horn's rifle. What? I picked it up just where he dropped it. And hey, look at it. Just look at it. It looks like it's been in the desert for a hundred years. It's been lying out in the desert for a hundred years. Yeah. Mean Joe. Who was he? Where did he come from? Where did he go, Cotton Eye Joe? think he went back to wherever it was he did come from. Oh, no. Because when we got to the top of the... What? What happened? I give him credit for not going, or whenever he came from. I give him credit for not Hi, doing that. Sorry. Okay. I mislabeled. Do you uh, have rods at all? Yeah, I have that right here. Okay. I just, I, just I, I mislabeled two uh, yeah, segments there. Yeah. Sorry about that. Mr. Christian Horn, there's a thing too about talking about rims. Goes <laughs> west for a job, a rim job. Every rim he sees, he jobs. He it's a job. <laughs> uh, uh, the closest I think you can get is a rim jog. He did do that. Yeah, he, he jogged to the rim. Yes. It's Which true. was a rim jog. He's a rim jogger. Jog. Yep. And if you say it fast enough, it works. Rim jog? Yep. See? Yeah. I instantly think rim job. So, uh, here's a... Yeah, well, you could say it was his job to run up to the rim. Right, right, right. Which, yeah. in turn, rim job. Yeah. It's a rim right. job. <laughs> this man is a rim jobist. A rim jobite. R rim jobber. <laughs> anyway, he's making money. Yeah. So yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, you want to go and play Rod there? All right, boys. There's water up ahead, and we're going to California. And my son's got a whole lot to accomplish there. A whole lot. Fuck. All here, Mr. Christian Horn. He died. Hearty breed of men who headed west during a time when there were no concrete highways or the solace of civilization. Mr. Christian Horn and family and party heading west after a brief detour through the twilight zone. The goddamn harmonica is just <laughs> blaring from the beginning to end. It doesn't stop. Yep. Uh, it probably stops for 95% of the episode. It's just uh, really, really obvious in the beginning and end. It's just they play in every single Old West one, which is all. It turns out to be a lot of them, really. It really does. They shot half these episodes in Death Valley, man. <laughs> it's cheap. Nobody's fucking coming. <laughs> like, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you got plenty of open spaces, and. Um... Hopefully, uh, uh, you know, there's not a plane flying around. <laughs> yeah, and one thing, super cheap. No permits, just go ahead and shoot out there. Nobody's so, so coming. Tight. Season two, it's the penny-pinching season, dude. Oh, my God, the next episodes are going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, me too, dude. I can't wait for next week. I cannot wait for next week because that gets us even closer to the big one, in my mind. Yep. And... and uh, well, actually, two of the big ones in my mind. I really, really, 
really like uh, uh, just the Rip Van Winkle caper. And I'm going to ask uh, a certain somebody who does a very certain uh, show uh, if I can use his uh, rendition of something that I'll get to if I can. So there you go. Thanks for keeping it cryptic and vague, Frank. You're welcome. All right. So uh, plugs. <laughs> Do your plugs, I guess. Do your plugs uh, without being so vague. Okay, um, uh, it's at Way Off Topic Radio. Drop the A. Uh, yep. You know what? Just um, go to reddragonsradio.com. All of my uh, shows that I've done under there, check them out. And, uh, oh, by the way, Twitter. over 100 followers on Twitter for at L-I-W, the TZ Review, which is the show we're here. Thank you, everybody. Welcome. Did you say welcome? Oh, yeah, welcome to the Twitter, there. or are you saying you're welcome? No, no, I'm saying welcome oh. to the show okay. that you're listening to now. That <laughs> Follow my Twitter, you're welcome. Twitter. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to, my plugs in uh, Frank's mysterious style there. Uh, check out my oh. site with the things, and... Uh, Yep, it's that website there. And uh, until next time, in the meantime, I'm that guy here. And who are you? The other guy. All right. So uh, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm that guy. I'll see you guys later some sometime, maybe sometime. Like soonish? Like we'll get together for lunch. Some, soonish? Like Wednesday maybe? Uh, Wednesday is not good for me. What about you? Um, hey, uh, whatever. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out later. Don't worry. We'll get our people. We'll get our, our people folk, and, and we'll come up with ideas for places and things to do there. Holler.